You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opi show. On this week's episode of And Friends, we're celebrating Halloween and Spookvember with you. Getting spooky with some haunted Mexican restaurants in Indiana. Some spooky music that no one but me is going to like. And we're going to talk about some spooky stories from Florida and what stupid things they do. All that and more on And Friends. Spooky, spooky. An Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio. Isn't dead, it just moved to a spookier place. Radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, woman bumps into her dead boyfriend, the lady in red, German hash funeral man, my brush with Adrian Ballou, and our celebrity guest Larry Potash. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Okay, this week's Dave visual is a, uh, he's doing a mime act. That was the robot mime. You know, I was I was hoping, uh, since we're recording this on Halloween. That I was going to bring a mask. I, I mean, did think of it, it just... Uh, Rick, this teacher strike that we are yeah. going through has got me all out of whack. You know, in the mornings, I got it. Just it's a cluster with the kids running around, yeah. no school and everything. Yeah, and um, isn't it a joy to have them home? Oh right? yeah, so we'll never forget this time. Yeah, the, the uh, and I think I'm now, and I guess I shouldn't maybe mention this, but hey, what the hell? It's my show. I can yeah. do whatever I want, yeah. right? Uh, up to about two days ago, I was firmly on the side of the teachers yeah yeah that pendulum has swung <laughs> you know after the passive-aggressive olympics in my house yeah take what you got and go back to school now don't you think? write downtown and print exactly. it exactly so as Lee but now it's fine say. and it's halloween today and yes. so we're just and i heard you i'm just driving around on whatever day it was i didn't even know you were going to be oh, on the radio on monday yeah, i was yeah. on wgn radio and speaking now, of wgn yeah We've got a guest. Oh, our guest That's today. A segue wow. I see how you did that. Uh, coming up uh, later on the show is WGN morning news anchor Larry Potash, who's a big uh, TV big star. star here in Chicago. Uh, looking forward to talking mm-hmm. to him. Uh, he's, he's actually a very nice guy. We've yeah. met him several times. Um, let me tell you about that show, though, mm-hmm. because I was booked on the show called the reporters Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that was the show i didn't know that it was about reporters so you did absolutely no show prep whatsoever (laughs) well i you know i was going in to talk about my cubs book and i did my usual cubs prep right which which is in your head it's all in my head (laughs) Um, but i showed up there and sitting next to me was the anchor from channel two brad edwards Mm -hmm. um he's the you know the the big 10 o'clock anchor there and and Andrea uh, Darlis, who's, who's the host, news, host of the show, right. she's a newscaster. Um, she says to me, oh, "We're going to talk about some of your favorite stories you've covered." And I'm thinking, "Uh oh, uh oh." Well, there was the green white soccer. Yeah, uh, I conference. mean, she's you know, this is a a show for journalists, yeah. and you know, I may write things, but yeah, journalist right. is a stretch. Yeah, I don't think your Facebook posts. I, you know, as journalism. I think author is a stretch, and yeah. I've written eight books. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I just don't feel like I, that's who I am. And, and there was a, a one point where she says to uh, 
she said to Brad, uh, tell me, you know, the, your, your greatest story that you covered. And he spins this yarn Yard, yeah. about saving a homeless guy. <laughs> With uh, bullets going over uh, my head, know, whizzing in, by. In Detroit. And yeah. it's, you know, it's a very heartwarming story. Yeah. And it was like nine <laughs> minutes long. And the whole time I'm thinking, what oh is my mine? God, yeah. what am I going to yeah. say? Pinewood Derby and, 72. And, and I, the one thing that I wanted to say but I just didn't have the guts to say it was, um, you know, I think my proudest moment was when I wrote the song King of Farts <laughs> for John Wright's <laughs> Landecker. Um, and, and the way my boys looked at me when they heard those fart jokes and the, the sauerkraut, the baked beans, the, you know, the depths that I went to in that song. Um, but I didn't. What was yeah. your big story that you told? Well, I talked about my book, uh, Father Knows Nothing and okay. how... You know, I wrote this story uh, about my boys and then how I spent every week looking for the funny right. in my life. And when you do that, you're going to be a happy person. And that's so that was my and Brad Edwards looked at me and he said, that is that's very deep. You know, <laughs> like I, I like to take away a uh, a moment from a show um, and that that's the moment I'm going to be taking oh my God. away. Wow. Yeah. So this guy not going to be that much fun at parties, probably. No, I'm kidding. Ah, uh, no, he's you know he's a very nice guy. Uh, you know, he said he'd come on Minutia Man no, someday. He, he does great. I mean, he's a great. Yeah. Um, I, I know what questions not to ask him. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, Rick, it was bound to happen, but I think we might get sued. We're going to get sued. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's you know, and it's not. You would think it would be from one of the celebrities that you've told the story about. You know, in the yeah, past, yeah. or one of these Nazis that we've cracked wise about, right? You know, no, it's we got this very angry letter from a Mike Medina from Barrington, ah, Illinois. Yes. yes, and I don't, I, as you remember, last week we told the story of a kerfuffle. We're, we're talking about Mattoon, Illinois, right? Um, and how uh, our friend Mike Medina got kicked in the face thirty-five years ago. Yes. Well, first of all, it was not Mattoon; okay. it was Bonville, Illinois. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So sorry to all our yeah. listeners in Mattoon. Right. Like we have besmirched Mattoon yeah. unnecessarily. And Mike was Mike Medina was not the person who said heavy heavy metal sucks. Mike Martinez. Ah, said, totally different right. Mike. But Mike Medina did get kicked in the face. <laughs> okay. So, so we that, got that right. That was the one And his uh, glasses did get broken or right. stolen or something. It, well, right? no, they got broken and actually Somebody from Bondville drove all the way to the radio station to give it to him the next day because they thought he was unjustly kicked in the face. Oh, yeah. So that's a better story than the story we told. <laughs> no question. So <laughs> okay, we love you, Bondville. <laughs> and and once again, we we apologize profusely to Mattoon. Yeah, absolutely. Because we have uh, we have rendered you uh, a, a Hickville, and that was right. just not right. You're no Bondville. Right. But, uh, yes. All right. Well, I, it's time for some minutia, Dave. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Uh, Rick, this story comes out of Australia. Uh, uh, I do not. I do not have an Australia. Shrimp on the Barbie? Oh, oh, uh, uh, accent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Put some shrimp on the Barbie. That's the only no, thing I you gotta, could say, I right? Could, I, I really, I don't, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, this story comes out of Australia and has really resonated with me. Okay. okay. Uh, now, I'm not adverse to faking an illness to get out of something. A dingo stole my baby. <laughs> okay, that was pretty, yeah. a dingo. Um, 
I may or may not have faked a cold or two to get out of a kid's birthday party or a ballet recital in my, you know, in uh-huh. my life. Uh, I remember I once pretended to throw up and I actually had a glass of water and poured it in the toilet with fake retching to get out of one of my wife's Christmas office Christmas parties. Did that work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, in my defense, those Christmas parties sucked. <laughs> what, do, does she know this? Well, she will She will in about six months when she finally gets around to <laughs> listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, but here is a story, like I said, that came out of Australia. Woman thought her boyfriend had died. Then she bumped into him at a restaurant. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. 18-year-old Australian woman, we'll call her Rachel. Okay. Because that's actually her name. Started dating a chef from her local pub. Okay. All right. It seems nice, yeah. right? The relationship seemed like any other teenager. He, he probably did put a shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the relationship seemed like any other teenage romance, and she described him as being really, really nice. Okay. Okay. Young love. Sure. Well, we're romantics, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. However, things took a bit of a turn when her boyfriend, who cannot be named for legal reasons, <laughs> lost his job and asked to borrow hundreds of pounds for her to live on. He paid some of the money back, uh-huh. but then he lost. Then he lost his job again. I guess he had another job. Yeah, they broke up, and then he refused to pay the rest uh, of the money. Okay, okay. So he's a deadbeat. Yeah, understandably, she was pissed, mm-hmm. and not drunk pissed, pissed pissed. Yeah, right. And continued to pursue the repayment when her ex, a boyfriend's mom, actually mum, because it's because it's Australia, mm-hmm. messaged her to say that he's dead. Oh wow! Right? I'm just like, oh boy. So Rachel grieved the loss in her own way. Yeah. Right. For a couple of years, she moved on and she moved away. Okay. So she comes back. Fast forward two years when for old time's sake, she decides to go back to the pub to kind of reminisce a little bit. Yeah. And to, you know, to closure. Sure. Right. Right. And guess who was the chef at that (laughs) pub? It was the dead guy. So, uh, Evidently, that did not work. Uh, before she could confront him about it all, she was asked to leave the restaurant. Yeah, because she's probably <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yeah, right. And unsure of the best course of action, she's decided to call the police who said they can't do anything because... Yeah, he, there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's no real There's loss. no crime. So this is taking the faking the illness to a whole nother level, my You friend. know, I want to put... Let me just say this. The mother... Oh, agreeing yeah. to help out my mom oh my god wouldn't no. even call me in sick when i was i remember one time when i was in high school i overslept and she, you know she would always say one day i'm just gonna let you oversleep right. and, she did. and she did and she did and i woke up at like 10 and i missed the sociology test i'm like mom you don't understand i'm gonna get a zero on this test it's gonna take my grade from an a to a d she goes i'm not calling you in yeah. I'm not calling you in. You do not mess with punctuality with Germans. No, you yeah, do not. Right. Um, I learned a valuable lesson that day. But there's no way she would have texted somebody, oh, yeah, Rick is dead. <laughs> not a chance. No, I know. And uh, uh, so I really don't know what happened. If anybody from Australia that's listening, where we are ranked, I think, 179 <laughs> right now, uh, let us know. If yeah. you know Rachel, let us know. Have her on. We'll have her on the show. And if you are listening in Australia, my apologies for the terrible Australian accent that I that I threw out there. Hey, by the way, Dave, uh, this is totally unrelated, but Free Kicks, the other podcast that I'm on now, is <sighs> yeah, now available on Thursdays okay. at theradiomisfits.com. So if you like soccer or football, you like Free Kicks, it's an opie show. It's now Thursdays 
on Radio Mississippi. Well, Liverpool and Tottenham had a hell of a game they this did. past weekend. They did, but we're not going to talk about that here. That's okay. that's right. already been discussed on my previous podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry I said I want to tell you a story that takes place in Europe, in Bosnia. Okay. All right. This is a story about Zurika Rebernik, and she has spent her life in red. Now, that's in debt or no? No, okay. no. I'm gonna, this, she's a little nutty. Okay. Right? Um, she uh, wants to be buried in red. Well, let me just tell you about her. Four decades, she's been dressing in the color red from head to toe. 67-year-old Bosnian woman has now had tombstones made for herself and her husband, Zoran, uh, who she married wearing a red gown uh, from a special red granite imported from India. Now, the retired school teacher lives in a red house. She and Zoran eat from red plates. They drink from red glasses. They sleep in red bedding. They eat red meat? Uh, probably. Mm. The drapes are red. The carpeting is red, if mm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> she and, and, dyes and, herself, and, okay. uh, you know, red. And when she turned 18 or 19, this is uh, when she became... Red. She, she just thought, I like this color red. Now, I was just thinking about this. Uh, Bosnia... When she was 18 or 19, was it been a communist country? Right, right. So, absolutely. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, her obsession with the color has made her a celebrity in her local hometown of Breeze, which is uh, close to Tuzla. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just a stone's throw, sure. <laughs> she even goes to funerals dressed in red. Um, what's her favorite band? Simply Red? Uh, I think she... Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. And she probably likes The Fix, Red Skies at Night. <laughs> okay. Uh, or The Lady in Red, uh, Chris DeBerg. Her favorite movie is Reds with Warren Beatty. Oh my. I know. I, I'm a savant. I could be the right. guy in red. Now, the, the biggest problem uh, for her husband <laughs> is living with her. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, she's completely crazy, right? right? Yeah. Um, but he says the biggest problem is when she wears something new. He can't tell the difference. And that's a real quote okay. from the article. Yeah. I, I got news for you, buddy. That is not a bad thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and is that is not the biggest problem in your life either. Yeah. Um, she loves Red Stripe. She does. Very good. I can't stop. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's take, take a break. Okay. When we come back, okay. I'll have more red jokes. Will you? Yeah. Okay. You promise? No, I'll forget. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back uh, right after this. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You. What happens? You know what? We're going to find out who <laughs> is Bubbly Wobbly. Do we have to go there? Yes. You've got my attention on that one. That's on the next Back to You with Howard and Steve. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an Opie show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> and we're back. 
You know, um, there's another, you've, you've just heard some promos, um, but there's another new show coming to uh, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, an Opie show, another mm-hmm. new one. We can't talk about it, can we? No, but I, I just want to tease it. Okay. Uh, it's pretty special. It's going to elevate the entire network. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's going to um, take it up a another, notch. Uh, yeah. It's, w- I, I'm super excited about it. I'm sure that you will be too, listener, when you find out about right. it. For the people in Anguilla right now, you're, oh. it's, you're, we're talking to you right yeah, now. Exactly. Uh, hey, here's a story coming out of Germany that does not need the jingle, uh, Nazi jingle. A non-Nazi yeah, German story? If you want to play it, I'm fine with no, you no. playing the Nazi. No, no. German funeral ends on a high note as caterer actually accidentally serves hash cake. Funeral took place in Wiethagen near Rostock. Is that is <laughs> very good. Uh, in August, where details of the incident has only been released now out of respect yeah. for the mourners. Turns out that there was a funeral, you know, yeah. and as you know, with German funerals and you go to what? Three of them a, a week, right? <laughs> I do go to a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, traditionally end with a visit to a restaurant. Yeah. Coffee and cake. That's right. Right. That's yeah. right. Kuchen. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a, well, there's not that many German restaurants anymore. What's and you, know, and you know how you know if the person is a good person or not? Uh, um, if it's a good person, you get uh, the angel food cake. <laughs> and if it's a bad person, you get the devil's food that cake. That is not true. No, but wouldn't that, that be great that is, if it was That true? would be great. Yeah. Um, so they go to this, uh, they don't have the names of the mourners nor the person who died but so the guests go to the coffee and cake Mm -hmm. and they get a little dizzy and nauseous afterwards okay (laughs) and they needed medical treatment a police investigation found that the restaurant employee who served the cake accidentally served a cake that was reserved for an an evening bachelorette party that was going to be which would have been actually a very cool party right yeah um but served the hash cake instead. <laughs> and uh, the Germans ended up being all stoned. Ich bin hoch wie yeah. Drachen. What have you ever noticed? It's a five fingers. Uh, if you clench your fist. Rustic uh, begrabnis. Uh, Und ist David Hasselhoff. Do you know what uh, ich bin hoch wie ein Drachen means? Say it again. Ich bin hoch wie ein Drachen. I have been hot and bothered. I don't know. I'm as high as a kite. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Good. You got anything That's, else? That's uh, lustige begrebnis. Okay. That that means uh, funny funeral. <laughs> uh, what, yeah. did, what did Spicoli say in Fast Times at Richmond High? It's my head. Yeah. No, it's my skull. Yeah. I'm do, so wasted. Do that in German. No. I'm not going right. to. Right. <laughs> I didn't prepare that one. I don't Can know you just do it? You speak uh, German? I uh, no, I, I don't speak it that well. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's time for another feature on the show. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave has reached his hand into the uh, jar and pulled out a name of a celebrity. And he did this uh, last week. Uh, and the name you pulled out was Adrian, Adrian Blue. Blue, right? right? Adrian Ballou is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a guitarist. He was in the band King Crimson. Mm-hmm. He was also um, uh, he also played for Frank Zappa, and you know many others. He's, he's David a, Byrne. David Byrne. Uh, David Bowie. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably good friends with Alan White from Yes, who we ended yes. up having on and last week. And you actually got him to send me a birthday card when you turned fifty. When I turned fifty, right, which absolutely. I thought was very right. nice. Um, but my Adrian Ballou story goes back 
1984. I've got a couple Adrian Ballou stories, too. Well, this you, we may be sharing the same okay. story here. Um, 1984, there was a film that came out yeah. that was called Amadeus. Yeah, me and you saw him. We, we s- went to that movie together because right. we're film buffs and we love Mozart. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, Guess who was sitting right in front of us? I, I think it was, no, he was behind us. Oh, was he? He was behind us. He was right the row behind. I us. do remember he was a raisinette. We're gonna get another. We're gonna get another uh, <laughs> angry text from somebody <laughs> from a, from an Adrian Ballou in. Uh, I think he's in Nashville right now. Well, I do remember he was a raisinette guy because he actually lived in Champagne. Yeah, for a while. For yeah. like, uh, well, he would come to the radio station all the time. Yeah, we had him on several times on the radio station. Band. He was a super nice guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, but my our. Our uh, story is that we were at the movie Amadeus with Adrian, with Ballou. Adrian Ballou. Yeah, that's it. Pretty <laughs> yeah, much it. The, nothing else to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. raisinets. I remember raisinets, and and I think he even said hello. I, I he definitely said hello because right. I was wearing my PGU jacket. Okay. Uh, red satin, <laughs> which would have loved the woman from Bosnia would have loved. I still have that jacket, by the way. Uh, uh, it says my name on it, so no one else is going to want it. Yeah, and my think, kids would think it's ridiculous. I, they would never wear it. It was like completely shiny. Wasn't it was it? super shiny. Right. Yes. Well, here, let me get right. the next one. Yeah, who's the next week? Lauren Green. Never heard this one. Oh, this is a good story. All right. All right. Well, that's coming up next right. week. That's that's our tease. Uh, but for this week, we have a special guest uh, waiting on the phone for us. And this, if you're not from Chicago, you may not know who this is, but he is a very famous television anchor. Well, you know what? Let's just, 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 let's just bring him in. Here we go. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, he's the main anchor of the top-rated morning show in Chicago. On WGN, it's a show that beats the Today Show, the Good Morning America, and the ratings. A show that he has helmed for 25 years now. The one and only Larry Potash. How are you, Larry? Good. Good to to talk to you guys. Now, I've written about your show a few times because uh, it's such a great show. It's such an interesting, totally unique show. And the mixture of news and humor, it, it, it fascinates me. It's not like any other show that you can see out there. How would you describe it to people who haven't seen it? Well, this description has become antiquated, but um, you know, we would have we would have said something like it's the Today Show meets David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that we were trying to do that, but that's just kind of the nature, I think, of who we are and how it all kind of plays out. Yeah, that's that's a good, a good way of describing it. You know, Rick and I have been on your show as guests, Rick, several times, and we've had a lot of authors coming over there. And every time we go, we bring bagels. And not only do we bring bagels, we bring sometimes two, three schmears with that, Larry. Do you get any of those bagels or are they eaten by the staff members before you even get to the green room? That's what we're Right. Well, I, you nailed it. And I always try and remind them that it's the the on-air people are more important right and that we should get <laughs> right. the first draft pick of the bagels but they never seem right. to listen right they're lucky to have jobs god damn it right <laughs> <laughs> park my car and, and larry they are i mean i i painstakingly pick the onions i get two onions oh, i, I get a couple of cinnamon raisins maybe i think a couple. it's hoover i think yeah. hoover's taking them that's just my theory but, uh, you know, uh, speaking of your staff, you know, the other members of your show, Robin, 
uh, and I worked together at the Loop years ago. She's a character, and I got, I've gotten to know uh, the, all the other guys, Paul and Pat, Dean, mm-hmm. Uber, Tumiel. They're all the same off the air as they are on the air, which I think is one of the secrets to the success of your show. I don't know if you agree with that. It just being re- your real selves. Right. Uh, you know, there's this new buzzword in corporate media America of authenticity, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's all kind of evolved out of uh, YouTube and, and um, um, reality TV. And we were just taking that approach, I guess, from the very beginning <laughs> where, you know, the majority of people in our industry are like they came from central casting or anchor school. And, right. you know, everything's, you know, so sterile and everybody's afraid to laugh at themselves and they're shuffling their papers and they're caught, you know, they're clearing their throats and, you know, the whole thing that you've seen a million times. And that's fortunately uh, not who we are. And yeah. uh, we realize that I think, you know, especially when you're the last morning show on the air in the number three market, you have to be different. And uh, you can't just say, OK, we're going to do cooking segments, too. Right. You know, uh, we we try not to do them because I don't find them very interesting and and everybody else does them. So we we kind of made our mark mark just by, uh, you know, the chemistry that we have in the interaction and saying things that people aren't willing to say uh, on other news shows. But they do say when they're at work. Right. right. It's like MASH, you know, they're yeah. operating on somebody, but they're still cracking jokes mm-hmm. because that's that's real life. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I I went and watched a, uh, a newscast on another station. Uh, it'll be nameless. I'll tell you off the air later. Um, yeah. And and the anchor, you know how you go when you go to a break, it looks yeah. like they're writing something down. <laughs> yeah. They're just, scrib- uh, they're just scribbling. Like, they look at the camera. Like, yeah. And we'll be right back. And they, <laughs> and they look they're like they're writing something important. Um, yeah. I looked at his script afterwards. It was just squiggly lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't that that's typical? It, it's so typical. Yeah, and, uh, and thank God, thank God they still all do that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It helps you, right? You yeah. know, and I and and we also we've mentioned this before. We also love when you guys tell some horrible story about you know thirty five people dying in some crash, and then you go then you go to a kicker story. Yeah, you know? right, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, and thirty five uh, people die. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> how about that squirrel? Look yeah, at that squirrel. Squirrel. Um, hey, t- tell us about backstory. Your current episode is about well, because of Halloween, obviously, witches mm-hmm. and exorcisms and all that stuff. We love it. We love your show, Backstory. It's highly recommended. And but a lot of the shows are about hidden parts of Chicago, right? That are not. You know, off the beaten track. It's like minutia. You right. know, the show is called Minutia, man. You you kind of find the minutia uh, of things that are happening out there. Yeah. What are your, what are some of your favorite stories that you've done or pieces that you've done? Well, we've done we've um, done stories actually even beyond Chicago, yeah, and sometimes right. they end up having some kind of Chicago connection just because I think Chicago is such a big um, uh, market. But um, you know, I, I'm kind of drawn to some of the darker parts of history and the, and the mysteries of, of history. And, you know, I, sometimes you're growing up and, and somehow some, some teachers made history boring and you realize some of these stories, if you didn't know they were real, you'd say, Oh, come on. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. And so I try to unearth those stories. Um, and so like with the exorcist, um, I'm sure there's an older generation that that knew that that was based on a real case, but uh, certainly there was a whole world out there that that didn't, and I didn't know much about it. So we we came across a psychologist who obtained documents from the church 
that kind of spelled out what the original story was. And I was like, oh, I want to see what that I want to see what the difference was. And of course, it was very big, very different. (laughs) Yes. Um, And and of course, the connection had a connection to WGN and that William Friedkin was a director at WGN many years ago. And uh, the psychologist mentor had consulted with him on the film and said, hey, if you want to make a lot of money, uh, make a story about the devil. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. that's what he did. And people kind of, I think, interpreted what they're seeing. The visuals are so powerful, they they think it's real. Yeah. But it's just a story. Yeah. And so uh, that was one. I did the Salem Witch Trials because right. I think there were a lot of misconceptions about that. And uh, did a lot of spiritualist stories. I'm just all over the board. I did one on DeLorean, on the Rolling Stones. I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah, that Stones one was great with the, with the kid who... Uh is a, a fan who kind of hangs out with the stones. You know, I actually went down a rabbit hole yesterday, Larry, and watched all of the episodes on YouTube. Um, and, and I would recommend to people if they've got uh, time to check it out because there's some, there's some really great stuff. My favorite one was the, the guy who found the glass plates in an abandoned attic yeah, and, and found out there were photographs of a famous painter and his family. I mean, that was a cool story. Yeah, and and you know he's a here's a salvage guy who goes into a house and, and it's been stripped clean and and most people would turn around and leave and he kept plugging away and found that bump in the insulation in the attic and found those glass plates and what a coincidence his girlfriend is one of the few people who works with glass plates and she works at the art institute so he wow. pieced all this it's, it's some family and the daughter of the painter ends up uh, being the the first uh, one of the first uh, foreign correspondents ends up talking to Hitler and the, the painter paint was, was brought to the world, brought into Chicago to paint Carter Harrison, the mayor who ends up getting assassinated. So never gets the painting and you just never know where a story is going to go. And that is also some of the fun about uh, doing backstory. I had an idea and I didn't know what the story was going to be, which is usually rare. Usually I have a pretty good idea what it is. And it was this guy that I used to play basketball with. Who's a pretty good artist. I didn't, I didn't want to just do some artist profile. And I thought, like, what's the story going to be? And his exhibit was about how there were chains on the feet of the Statue of Liberty. And I said, I, I've never seen the chains before. And he says, you can't see it. You can't see it unless you're flying over it in a helicopter. Oh, wow. And so isn't that interesting? And so I told that story. And that's one of my favorite just because I kind of pulled that out my rear end. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are 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 listeners and, and viewers sending you some ideas for shows, or how are you? Um, I would imagine you're probably getting tips. Obviously, I do. Um, I do get them from time to time. I just, in fact, uh, before you called, I was checking my voicemail, and I got one from Florida. Um, that was about, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't tell you what it is, but I, I do get I do get tips. I get a, I, you know, I get a lot of stories just going to cocktail parties and talking to people and. Uh, Believe me, I have more stories in my file than, than I'll ever be able to do. Uh, but I, I enjoy making what is often boring and complicated stories and trying to make them uh, simple and yeah. compelling. And you do a great job. Hey, what is that opening shot? Where It looks like you're standing on a roof somewhere, but we, for the life of us, can't figure out yeah, where, where is, that is. Where, where is, is that, that rooftop? It uh, depends on what shot it is. We've done a couple of rooftop shots on a couple of different buildings. 
Um, one of them was on Paul Conrad's roof, oh. and the <laughs> and the other one was on uh, the nighttime anchor Joe Donlin's roof. Oh, okay. oh. So, <laughs> you're welcome to our roof. I, I live right in the neighborhood. If you want to come on my house, yeah, well, you'll probably yeah. fall off. Uh, it's not flat, but uh... <laughs> well, they they fit in the budget, and yeah, uh, right, right. It uh, it worked out well. Other than uh, one day was. Uh, much colder than we had hoped it would be and the other day the train was coming every 10 minutes and we had to stop every 10 minutes so our our two-hour shoot turned into a four-hour shoot (laughs) okay gotcha (laughs) now you do so many different things on uh on tv you do feature stories like we've been talking about on backstory and you know regular news reporting and you used to write a column you occasionally mm-hmm. do a wacky bit. I, I remember one time seeing you sing eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny on yeah. the air. Uh, you interview celebrities. You even strain your credibility sometimes by <laughs> interviewing the likes of a Rick and a Dave. Um, do you enjoy the variety of the different kind of stuff? I mean, is there something that you enjoy more than the others? Is there stuff that you absolutely don't like doing? Uh, yeah, um, I like I like doing the feature stories, and I like doing live interviews i like i like most of it i guess you know some of it is you know when you're reading the same story for the fifth time that gets a bit old yeah and then you know sometimes the uh, the the c-level celebrity or you know the, the arts and crafts segment I, I just think that's sometimes sometimes uh things get booked be uh beyond our best judgment yeah. <laughs> so but yeah like uh, we're that can on. get frustrating <laughs> because we want it to be we want it to be the best it can be and uh but no i really i have a great job it's a fun job and unlike most places wgn gives us a lot of creative freedom now is that going to change with the new uh, owners are you worried about that at all is is anybody I, I said anything no, I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think as long as you're making money, I don't yes. think they care what we do. You know. Well, so, they would be uh, stupid to mess with it. Yeah. Let me just say that. Well, you well guys, but you you know the broadcast. Industry. I sure it do. Be the first stupid thing a broadcast <laughs> executive did, but we're holding our breath, and you know we're sort of in this. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see in six months. If we can get past the next six months, you know, I, I, maybe we'll be in the clear. Yeah. Well, if you're not, you're you're welcome to be one of our news yeah. You can you can be part. Our, you can join our show. Yeah, our show. Is oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be a big step up. So, tell everybody where, when they can see your stuff. You know, where is it available? Especially the backstory, the website address. Plug away, my friend. Yeah. So the the TV segments are on wgntv.com/backstory, and there's also podcasts wherever you get podcasts. You can download it if you want to listen to them in the car which may be uh, more convenient for some people. And I put, usually I put four episodes together when I can. So I just finished up October. I think the next one will probably be March. And I don't know if I'm going to do March and May or what. So I'm in the process. I just finished the last episode last Saturday and I'm already shooting every other day in November to get ready for the spring. Wow. You, are you sleeping at all? Yeah, it seems exactly. like it, not as much as I used to. It could end up killing me. That's way more work than I I, I ever thought it would be. Well, it's great for publicity if you if if you die. Yeah, you that, know, you take know. one take one for the team. Uh, imagine right. the the value goes through the roof on those shows. Right. <laughs> well, but thank you very much for being That's on right. our show. Um, and keep up the good work. We're we're big fans of your stuff. We and then and it's totally genuine on our part. And the, Thanks, guys. I really appreciate and the your next, support. The next time we're on, email me what bagels you want. I will put them <laughs> aside for you in a little baggie, a little goodie bag. We'll put your name on right. it and put it in the refrigerator for you. Yeah. It's a deal. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, man. All Have right, a good guys. One. Take care. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. I think heads are going to roll about the bagels. Oh, yeah, right. And that was a pretty um, hollow offer. I'm not bringing... If, if I bring bagels again, I'm just going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting them to just give well, me Well, let's be honest. That's where you always get them. Yeah, I know. Is at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Well, you yeah. kind of made it sound a little fancier now. He, uh, right now, I bet you he's pulling people into his office. <laughs> and, you know, all right. Who's the bagel right, stealer? Right. Who took the, yeah, who took the chive schmear? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for uh, listening to another episode of Minutia Men. We have to thank a few people. Uh, executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is what again, Dave? Well, that's hippo backwards. It is. Opishows.com. Uh, distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including Opie Shows. Com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Podcasting from Chicago, an Old Pie production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lasano and Friends. On the next Lasano and Friends, join me and my friends as we talk about wrestling, movies, squirrels on water skis, lots of Star Wars, late night taco runs, lots of Star Wars. Bodies in freezers. That's next time on Los Angeles Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we sit down and have a wide-ranging talk with author, journalist, and producer Matt Avery. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>